Welcome, friends, to another live conversation on Alatra TV. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We traveled to Australia yesterday, and today we are back in the United States. And before I introduce her, I would like to remind our viewers the format of our program tonight. So tonight, we will get to know our guest, and we will also find out how does she envision building a creative society? a society where everyone is happy and lives a fulfilled life. And if you never heard about the project Creative Society, it is a global initiative of people, by people, for people, and it's run by volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement. It is run in order to find out how can we build a creative society, a society where everyone is happy and lives a fulfilled life. And if you would like to learn more about the Project Creative Society, please visit alatraunites.com. So today, my name is Olga and my co-host is Steve. Welcome, Steve. <laughs> Great to see you. And with us, we have a very special guest. Her name is Jessica Rivelas, and she is the CEO of J Squared Communications. Welcome, Jessica. Good to see you. Thank you, Olga. Thank you, Steve. It's so nice to have you with us. Please tell us more about your background and how did you get started? Well, I have an interesting background because I, I did have a corporate career in marketing for 13 years. And by 2015, I actually decided I had reached a cap on my income and a cap on my advancement in my career. And there really wasn't, um, it was a very restrictive environment. There really wasn't a lot of freedom for me. And, you know, especially aligning to some of the values that the Creative, creative Society upholds, it wasn't that type of environment. It was very restrictive and only, um, it was a survival of the fittest kind of uh, environment. And it was also very, um, there was nepotism and, and a lot of really negative qualities. So I decided to jump into a freelance career. I did that for about a year. And then uh, it, it, I found that financially, it was really challenging to, uh, to maintain the, the level of financial security that I had come to be um, used to. So after about a year, I was losing money I was living off of my 401k that I cashed out from my corporate career. And, um, and then I, so I briefly went back to, uh, I did a part-time role as a copywriter for a coffee company. And uh, interestingly, at that time, I was, because of the lack of financial security, I was not on, not on the medication that I needed to be on. I was losing money living off of my savings and I had very little time left um, on my lease where I was, I was running out of time and I actually became homeless in 2016. In 2016, um, my son was seven years old and on the, it was the week before his birthday and, uh, and we, we, we lost our apartment, we lost everything. And we lived in a homeless shelter for families experiencing homelessness for about six months. And from there, that's, that was the impetus where I started my business. That was the catalyst. And because I was at rock bottom and I had nothing, there was really nowhere else for me to go but up. And so I started my business at that time through a special program with the shelter. 
Wow. That is, Jessica, that is such an inspirational story. And I think as we talk about creative society and some of the things we can do together, those are some of the problems we don't want people to run into in the future and be forced into that situation. You were forced with your with your family. Uh, we do want to get to know you a little bit deeper on a personal level. So our amazing production team, our crack IT team has put together a cool collage for you. And so if you take a look at the screen, we're gonna pull that up now. Oh, great. Tell us about it. So there's my son, as you can see, um, he's 11 now. And he was really my, you know, my rock and my reason for living and trying to get through the situation that we were in. Um, during the most challenging times, I knew I had to be strong for him. So uh, that's he and I, just uh, about when he was nine. And then I recently won an award, which uh, we won, won the award for um, best SEO and creative content agency. So I have that award here, actually. I can show it. Uh, so we won that award from the, it was the Media Innovator Awards from Corporate, Mag, Corporate Vision Magazine that was recent. And, uh, and as you can see, I've partnered with organizations like the Good Life Academy, which is a healing center and workspace for creatives. So, and then uh, the copywriting up at the top is my specialty area focus. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that and diving a little bit deeper into your life. So interesting. And also, could you tell us uh, what type of mindset shift have you experienced going from, you know, being employed securely to hitting rock button to, again, rising yourself up? What was the journey like? The journey was, it was very much an up and down, an uphill battle and then a, and then a deep slope and then an uphill and then a deep slope. Um, so that, you know, that went on for probably the first two years of my business. And then as I moved from the homeless shelter to transitional housing to living independently again, uh, myself and my son, then I was able to start to put more resources and time into my business. And what I did is um, I networked through women's communities all over the, all over the U.S., and specifically a women's community that I'm a part of called eWomen Network. We're a global women's business networking organization. And I run the Los Angeles chapter now for the last year. So in these last two years, I became a part of that organization. I started to lead the Los Angeles women. And, uh, and that was the, the way that I got clientele was through referrals that came from that women's network. And, uh, and soon in the last, within another, the last year, I've been able to build a team in spite of COVID and this really disastrous time that we're facing, I was able to pull together my resources and, um, and hire and have um, enabled job creation so that other people from all over the world could have jobs in marketing and up-level their skills. So I have, um, I have staff members in the U.S., on both coasts, on the East Coast and the West Coast. I have staff members in um, Spain, the UK, and uh, Brazil and the Philippines. Wow, that's incredible. This is a two-part question, Jessica, to follow up. There's two things that had to happen for you, and I want you to share your thoughts behind them. One is, 
the importance of taking on personal responsibility. But personal responsibility alone doesn't mean do it myself. You were, you had some support. You mentioned the homeless shelter had a program. Then you mentioned the women's networking group. So it's a combination of personal responsibility combined with harmony and unity working with others. How important is that? And what can we do if we're in a position where to begin to do what you did, <clears throat> combining those things? Thank you for asking that question. The personal responsibility, that's what allowed me to have any sort of success because I could have taken one of two routes. I could have slid down to the rock bottom and let everything go and not not made any effort to make changes in my life and and live, you know, live a life of, you know, poverty and um, and and, you know, in that space. But because I took responsibility and accountability for my actions where, you know, I wasn't caring for myself and my physical health, my mental health. And so because I let those things go, that that is why I hit rock bottom and ended up, you know, experiencing homelessness for that short period. Um, but what I did in taking that accountability is it allowed me to have a focal point where I could um, where I could really uh, create like goals and milestones. So the first milestone was to get into transitional housing. The next milestone was to get into an apartment of our own that we were living independently. And I think the accountability and personal responsibility really came from my son because I wasn't just taking care of myself anymore. It was he and I. And so I really, I owed it to my child to be able to support us. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. And you know what, that taking step and really that's, that's so important to have those type of steps. And creative society is actually a step towards an ideal society. But to get there, obviously, we have to have a transition period like you had a transition period. And when I say we, that means 8 billion people that are living on this planet. So I know you got to know the Project Creative Society, and I know you read through all eight foundations. Could you tell us what have resonated with you? And then I will ask our IT team to play those eight foundations after your answer. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so for me, the, the highest value, and which is the, the first value, is the value of human life, and that we're born free and equal. Um, for me, that is the that is the at the top of you know of the of all the different categories that you have and because especially like with the with the women's organization that i lead in los angeles and we have people that come from all over the country um that come to that those gatherings that we hold every month um but we're our whole our whole mission and vision and value system hinges on diversity, inclusion, equality. And so those are those are the really the core values that we live and breathe by. Um, being able to access education at without having to take out loans and become indebted like I, I did. And that was one of the things that also imprisoned me into financial debt and having to repair my credit when I was experiencing homelessness was because I had gone into debt in college 
not not realizing when I was much younger what I was getting into, what the price to pay was for the education that I received. And now I'm encouraged by organizations and institutions that are offering free public education for um, like, for example, I, I teach at Santa Monica College and uh, and they offer a free, the first year free for high school students that are, uh, that graduate in the state of California. They can come to Santa Monica College or any community college through this special program for free for one year and they have their books, a portion of their books paid for as well. So those kind of initiatives are really important to me. And, and of course the transparency and communication, being able to have access to information and access to resources. Thank you so much. And also let's play those eight foundations on the screen. It's a short video and for our viewers, you won't be able to read it because it goes by fast. But please uh, do visit alatraunites.com to read them through and to understand them. And as they play, I will just name them out as they are coming on the screen. So we know we are talking about number one foundation, which is human life. And we all know how important that is. Number two is human freedom. And that's something we were born with. So number three is human safety, which is very important to have the human freedom. Number four is transparency and openness of information for everybody. Number five is the creative ideology. Number six is development of personality. Number seven is justice and equality for all. And number eight is self-governing society or taking the responsibility back onto yourself for the decisions we make. So Jessica, I know that you said that um, uh, one of the foundations really spoke to you, which is justice and equality. So what I would like to do is bring that particular foundation up and I will read it for our viewers and we can just dive into it a little bit deeper. Okay. All right, so number seven, justice and equality. All natural resources belong to humans and are fairly distributed among all people. Monopolization of resources and their irrational use is prohibited. These resources are fairly distributed among the citizens of the entire earth. A human is guaranteed employment if he or she so desires pay for an identical position, specialty or profession should be the same all over the world. Everyone has the right to private property and income. However, within the limits of individuals capitalization set by the society itself. So tell us more, how important is this foundation and why does it resonate for you? This foundation is hugely important to me because from the, from the earliest memories that I have as a child, I remember having a sense of, a strong sense of things needing to be fair. And as we know, as we grow up, life isn't fair. And so uh, what I realized, uh, you know, from being a child and, you know, as I, as I grew on, I realized all the different systems that we have in place for, um, you know, to, that govern our society are, really 
really segregate people and put people into a cycle of poverty. And so some of the work that I do around justice and equality is uh, being able to free us from the constraints of those governing bodies. For example, when I was, uh, when I was experiencing homelessness, I went through the welfare office. I, I was on welfare, I was on the Medi-Cal and, uh, and what was really hard to see and I did the best that I could during that time to help other people. But what was hard to see was that there was so much inequality in communications. If you didn't speak English, it was very hard for you to get access to resources. If you were a single mother like myself, it was there was another layer of challenges that you had to face. If you, um, you know, if you were uh, an immigrant, that was another challenge to, that you had to face. Another layer of difficulty that made it that that put a wall in between uh, you and the government to be able to get the help that you needed. And so what I believe is that, um, unfortunately, the the system that's in place to that's supposed to protect people and support people in their time of need really is creating um, this cyclical type of poverty where you have to, the more, the more children you have, the more need that you have, the more money that you get from the government. And so those children become, you know, as they grow up, they become uh, generationally stuck in this system of inequality and poverty because that's all they know. So then they and their children get into this system of, of needing to pull um, support from the government and are never able to get out of it because if you make just a little bit too much money, just a little bit, even if it's $200 more than the threshold, let's say, for example, as was my case at one point, um, you don't get access to the benefits any longer, but it's not enough to get ahead either. So even though you're making a little bit more than their threshold, that isn't enough for you to get ahead in life. And especially if you don't have education, like many of the people in the welfare office that I encountered, a lot of the, <clears throat> the women and uh, mothers were, were severely lacking in education and communication skills. And so all they could know was this system of poverty and they stayed trapped and stuck in that system. Mm. That's really hard to listen to and what, and you're so right, our system, it's the consumeristic society systems that are put in place to build some up and keep others down. Um, how important is it, not, not how important, how can we? Jessica, you talked about diversity and inclusion. You talked about uh, these important issues. How do we as a society start bringing people together? Men, women working together, uh, different ages. How do we all start coming together? I think community building is so important and uh, for leaders, people like myself and people like my counterparts in other parts of the country that are part of this women's organization that, I, that I'm a part of, it's our responsibility as leaders to set the tone of diversity and inclusion and equality and set the tone so that when we open up these meetings that we have and bring women and men together in collaboration, not competition, it's important that we set that tone from the very beginning, which we do. We read our core, our nine core values. So we have values similar to the creative society that, that govern the way that we do business with each other. So even though there's that transactional element and we're doing business, there's still um, equality and fairness 
fairness among everyone and a spirit of collaboration. So I think community building is one of the ways that we really work against, um, a, you know, our, our current government that is so restrictive and um, puts people into these boxes where, you know, that they can't get out of. So I think community building and um, working collaboratively rather than competitively. Wow, I like that. That's amazing. So Jessica, where do you think creative society starts in all of us? I think it has to start in your heart. You know, you have to be, I think, I think people uh, like, myself as an example i'm a i'm an inherently a creative person and i believe we all have some inherent piece of creativity living within us but we're not not everyone is allowed to express that creativity and not everyone if even if they are allowed to express that creativity they don't know that they have the right to do that they don't know that they have the power within themselves because society shuts us down and tells us no it's not good you're not right to be to think this way this you know in an alternative way or in a creative way and so creativity is not necessarily rewarded especially in a consumeristic society being creative is not valued there's not you know create creatives a lot of times um, are not getting paid the same as people that work more on maybe like the financial area or in medical or other, you know, other in gov government, it's, it's very imbalanced. And so I think creativity does live within us. It's all about empowering one another and passing the seed from one person to the next person to the next person to, to empower all of us to, you know, to do things that are creative and spread joy and love and peace, things like painting and dancing and healing and writing um, the arts you know more of a celebration for the arts is what we need rather than taking away from the arts taking funding away wow that is i love how you said that and i like how you brought up equality and the things that were so powerful um, another just a last question jessica for you for me for right now is what would be two things a person watching right now could do to help bring the Create Society to their own world, their own life? What are something practical we might be able to do immediately? I think at least one thing that we could do, each of us, is create collectives or com small communities. It doesn't even have to be these big meetings, you know, where you have hundreds of people or dozens of people. I think if you just, can bring together, um, you know, two, three, five, ten people in within that have the same ideology that share the the same values. If we can bring together people and start start the conversation about what that creative creative society could look like, what the potential is, and then we build and one community then draws someone else from another community, and then the community grows. And then another person draws someone from a different community, then the collective is grow continues to grow. And then that's how ideas spread and take effect. So I think um, the easiest way would be to um, mastermind and meet with, you know, even just a couple of people, friends, colleagues, um, family members that that hold the same ideologies and that believe in creativity and a creative society 
having those those meetings and conversations are so important. You are so that's and what a perfect segue. Uh, I want to be here and talk more and. Olga and I both are like, let's just keep going. But we have to stop. <laughs> Your segues right. We're bringing people together. That's what live conversation is all about. So with that said, Jessica, is there anyone in your network that you'd like to recommend that we could bring on here as a guest? Absolutely. I can't think of a better person than my good friend and who's also a client of mine, but she's been a good friend for, a lot, for many more years than that. Her name is Michaela Passeri. She's an Italian woman that is, has a global footprint and, and finger on the pulse of women going global with their messages of hope and creativity and collaboration. She actually runs the Los Angeles chapter of Global Woman. And so she is one of my sisters in community building. Awesome. We will be so excited to have her on and she can shine her light on the topic of creative society. So thank you so much. And then Jessica, I also had a question for you is right now, we all know we live in a consumeristic format, which is uh, separation, hate, wars, you know, all this injustice uh, that we see. But what conditions do can we really create? in order to live in the creative society tomorrow? Gosh, the conditions that we could create. Again, I just keep coming back to collaboration. When I grew up in school, in college, and then in the corporate world, everything was about competition. Who was better than who? And whose work, whose work was, was better? Whose pay was better? Whose technology was better. And it's then I, I learned a hard lesson many years later, you know, in my into my adult life into my 30s, I started to learn, wow, it's not about competition. It's about collaboration. And what there's enough for everyone. There's a seat for everyone at the table. Uh, and, and just because I have something unique and special, that's, uh, that's, characteristic of myself doesn't mean that there's not enough for someone else or that it takes away from someone else. We all have unique gifts. And so I think continuing to share our gifts with each other is, um, you know, is a way to, to instill that spirit of collaboration. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. And just, you know, community is so important. And this project, Creative Society, is not a project of one particular group of people. It's really a project for the whole humanity. So how important is it to build a creative society, not in one community, not in one country, but around the globe? And what benefits we will see from living in a creative society? Oh, so many benefits. I think, uh, you know, glo global living and thinking globally is is more important than ever because up until now we're so isolated in our spheres of influence, and uh, you know the U.S. is here and they're against this country, and this country is against this country, and this country is against this country. So I think you know it's so important to open up the channels of communication and that transparency that is one of the values of the Creative Society is really important. Um, I think to be able to communicate and live, live in a global way, it also opens up perspective. Because if you only ever live in, live in the US and if you die here, you never experience 
other cultures, other perspectives, other countries, other languages. And that's really critical to help us understand that we are all human and we are all equal and we bleed the same. But it's hard to understand that if you're isolated. So I think um, having a global view is, is critically important to um, and communicating across across the oceans, across the continents is very important. Yes, thank you so much, Jessica. And it's been such a pleasure to have you on the program tonight. And you're really the perfect example of what humanity looks like. So thank you so much for being yourself. And before we go, <laughs> is there something we forgot to ask you? Or is there something you would like to wish to our audience tonight? I just wish that with my work, I hope to create visibility for women. I work in the women's empowerment space and I do, I specialize in content marketing, copywriting and PR. And those are, those are marketing areas of marketing, right? Which you would think the, the initial thought is that's consumerism, right? But what I do in my work is I work for the, the betterment of women entrepreneurs. And so it's about not necessarily selling products and pushing products or pushing services. It's about empowering women and creating visibility for all the talents that they bring that will make the world a better place, that make our communities better places. So uh, that, that to me is what I hope that I'm able to do with my work and my footprint. Awesome. So wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And before we go, I would like to remind our viewers that to learn more about the project Creative Society, please visit allotreunites.com. And on the website, you can read articles, you can read about the eight foundations, the pillars of the Creative Society. And also, please show us your support. Click Join Us button and register on the website. This way we know you support humanity. And this way we can all get together and we can discuss everything and how to move forward not as one group of people again but as a whole civilization because creative society and evolution and evolution of mankind so thank you so much jessica thank you so much thank you. for being on and to our viewers have a good night bye bye Oh